1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Reasons to be Joyful. This week I am thrilled to be joined by a superstar actress. I met this person years ago and have watched her career go from strength to strength. She is one of the stars of the new Mission Impossible film, which we'll talk about in this episode as well as playing Peggy Carter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films and many, many other movies and TV shows too. I am, of course, talking about Hayley Atwell and I caught up with her last week. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hayley, your fiancé proposed to you in Venice. Did he run down the streets like Tom does (laughs) in the film?
2: Um. I would say that he did the opposite of that. He was in his pants in the kitchen. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay. That's fine. I want more details now. There was an accordion playing outside of our window. Um, On purpose? No, but, I mean, timed perfectly, but not, not planned. And he was doing my way, uh, and a repetitive very repetitive version of my way throughout the whole day. And we went to this Airbnb that had loads of shelves with porcelain ducks on them, and um, so that was it was quite a surreal setup. And I had said to him, you know, Venice is my first most precious destination I've always had a weird kind of connection with it so he took me there and um and so it, it happened there and did you know it's gonna happen I mean yeah yes. we, we talked I mean I designed the ring myself I mean I was like <laughs> come on dude you know don't waste my time. Um, but it, it, there was a spontaneity about it because he he planned and did everything, and I didn't. We didn't have the conversation. We didn't break the fourth wall about it happening. We just sort of kept in the moment with it. And the ring is beautiful. It's very yeah. special
1: as well. Very precious. Yeah. Um, uh, that I love that um, you speak so beautifully of him, and your eyes light up. But you're here for. Two days, and you
2: actually haven't seen him. I know. Or the dog. Okay. I know. So we were in, so so far, we've been to Rome, London, Abu Dhabi, Korea, Sydney, back here in London for two days, and we go to New York and then Tokyo.
1: So in how, in what space? Uh, It feels like five five weeks in total, I think it will be. Why are you not? complete, oh, why are you not dribbling? Because jet lag, do you not get jet lag?
2: Yeah, but we have, I mean, I guess it's like anyone who travels a lot, you work out what the hacks are and you sort of, when the jet lag comes in, you go, oh, here we go. And you know that you're familiar with it. And so you sort of pace yourself throughout the day. Um, but it's like a bit like we were talking before we began chatting uh, on Mike that when you do something that you love, yeah. it is energising. You know, yeah. this This is that you build up a momentum for it. But I'm so proud of this film and I've so loved working with everyone in it that I'm excited. You know, I might be knackered and I'll have a nap later, but talking about it gives me a lot of energy. Oh,
1: I completely get that. So without, okay, so you and I know each other away from all of this, but I left you a voice note yesterday because I've, honestly, hand on heart, I promise I wouldn't lie to you, I absolutely swear, I think it is the greatest action film I have ever seen. It's my number one. Not just because you're in it, I promise you, mm-hmm. but it is fantastic. I was so out of breath. Even though I'm... I'm so I WhatsApp to you, I typed to you one, and then I thought, no, I have to leave you a voice note. Because I got into my car, and suddenly my car buttons. I thought, oh, what am I going to do? I'm like, what are you talking about? I know how to drive my car. And then I was driving along, hysterical. Just going, oh, oh, and then well, the train. And, and I just thought, calm down. I had to pull over because... I was so hyped. It's like the best adrenaline ride and I didn't, and it's a long, long film and I didn't want it to stop. Mm -hmm. And when it stopped, I was, I couldn't move because I was disappointed there wasn't more. And I know there's more next year, but Mm. congratulations. You must, no
2: wonder you're not tired. Mm. It's fantastic. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah that it's and that was four years you know and four years of my life making it and I remember actually though that it would affect me in my personal life so I remember walking the dogs early on in my training and I I didn't realize sort of the the new strength I'd found even sort of my upright <laughs> posture so walking with quite a lot of intention down the road and I remember this guy kind of went whoa and kind of came out of my my direction and I I realized I'm gosh I must look like that guy in Terminator Two you've seen this boy I was like marching down the road just walking my dogs but it affects you the the the, the this film was designed as a pure cinematic experience for the audience in the biggest screen possible, it feels like a ride that doesn't let you out of its grip until the very end. And I remember saying to Tom, I was like, how long is this film? Is it like, how, how are we doing running time? And he said, "Haley, it is as long as it is entertaining. And I thought that's a great, oh, great. response because he's watching it going... Am I still with it? Is the audience still with it? Are they still captivated? And he goes, it doesn't actually matter how long something is. You can watch something that's really short and feels like it's three hours mm-hmm. and vice versa. So that's what he's done so brilliantly is kind of create this runaway train of a film that just transports you. And then, of course, you leave and you get it in your car and you feel like you're oh, in it. Oh, my word. <laughs> how do you train, though, for something like this? I mean, because you do... And everybody knows, and you
1: talk about it all the time, and um, I've got a great story to share with you about Tom. Uh, but... Uh, But how do you train to do your own stunts as somebody who hadn't necessarily done this sort of
2: thing before? Mm. I mean, he had, but you hadn't. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing it for, you know, decades. Um, So part of the screen test involved physical, kind of a physical test to see how quickly I could learn a choreographed fight sequence. And Wade Eastwood, who's the stunt choreographer and has worked with, tom on so many missions and lots of other films he's observing me working with one of his stunt guys to see where my natural skill set is what my natural style is um and then looking at Oh, that's clever yeah and he's going okay so she's she's quite she's she's really strong lower sense of gravity so probably more wrestling style then i started working with props and i found that um I would learn a choreographed fight faster if I had a prop in my hand, and I swear that's because of theatre. You know, what I always loved about working with theatre is that it's a great way of extending the subtext into physical action so I could convey to an audience what I felt about this conversation by the way I was sipping my cup of tea or the way I was stirring sugar into it. Okay, I'm
1: now going to try and work it out. So go on, sip your water and see if I can... She's rubbing her
2: banana. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm scared. Stroking a banana. Stroking um, a banana. <laughs> but you can... So I... And I found that, you know, that's just something that I learned in drama school that I really loved. It's like props. Oh, props my thing. So when I was given knives, it felt that I was just able to learn choreography that's much incredible. Better. So they're really observing it. And then Tom and Chris McQuarrie, the director, came into the screen test and they watched... They watched the end of it when I'd piece together some certain things. And then Wade would take them aside and go, okay, this is where her natural ability is. This is where her strength is. This is where I feel we what could clever, get her. I
1: love that yeah. way.
2: So it's collaborative, you know. And it's and, not forcing you to do something that you really feel awkward and you can't do it and you go home and I thought you revealed really Failed. Feel like yeah, yeah, there was no sense of that. There was, and even in the screen test with the scene, McHugh said, we find the actor we want to work with first. And then we create the character with them as we go along. I love that. So the physical program of it and all the scenes of the dialogue, you know, we've been, they've been watching my... My, um, how I kind of cope under pressure, like where my funny bone comes out, how do I, um, my natural speech patterns, um, what happens when, if I'm wearing a certain kind of colour on screen, does that make me look more strong or more vulnerable? They're, they're looking for all the things that the camera is doing for me and then they create the character of Grace with that. So it's a hugely expansive, creative oh. feeling
1: you get that's so exciting that it's not shoehorning somebody in for all the wrong reasons yeah this is created for you for all the right reasons and as you say for the enjoyment of the audience it's they never feel it never feels self-indulgent it's really funny i mean simon (laughs) hegg is just he makes me laugh every time i interview simon i just sort of laugh before i start talking to I don't know, he's one of those funny people. But all of you are very funny. There's these mm. wonderful asides and there's this... But it's it's all about the audience. And I feel mm. passionately about that for film, for theatre, for television. If there's any self-indulgence up there, you
2: just sort of switch off. Switch off, off. yeah. And it, it's not self-indulgent to talk this it, film it's kind of it's self-aware it sort of knows it's got a tongue in cheek it's Yeah, kind of winking a bit it's but it's not hey look at it. us aren't we clever no and never and sort of and I really appreciated that it I never felt objectified and the women in it are not in slinky dresses just using seduction as their main tool of power you know there's lots of different distinctive qualities and personality types that we bring into this and I felt with Grace as well my felt like I wanted to elevate her from one thing I didn't want her to feel the femme fatale the ice cream the ingenue I was like how can I create nuance with her and that kind of chemistry came naturally out of that they were they were wanting to see more of who I was and then going, okay let's let's use that and So it felt that I was, I could try lots of different things. And they would say, they said to me in the edit, you know, Eddie Hamilton, who's a brilliant editor and he edited Top Gun as well. And he's going, you gave us so much range. It meant that in any take, we could, could dial it up. We could go to Hayley at number nine or Hayley more comedic, Hayley more vulnerable, Hayley more reckless. And, So it wasn't until I saw the film that I could work out what they had edited and what they'd gone for and you've got this character that becomes sort of consistently inconsistent. And I thought, well, that's new in an action franchise and as a leading lady, that feels fresh. She's reckless, but she's also self-assured. She's got self-doubt. She doesn't know what she's doing, but she does it anyway. She's brave. She's kind of messy. I think you're sort of explaining you, though, as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's you.
1: And that's why it works so brilliantly. It's all of us. I, yeah. It's very interesting, just, uh, you, just smiling at you while you're saying that. I feel incredibly proud of you. And I, and I, I don't mean that in a patronising way. It's just what you've done and what, you, what you've done with this film and what you've done with your career. Because I remember seeing you in View from a Bridge and uh, I interviewed you for, I think it was The Duchess, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think. But but it was viewed from a bridge. I'm not going mad. You yeah, were yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. that was years ago, yeah. years and years ago. And you own what you're doing without saying, "Look at me." And that's exa- I think that's what I mean about non that you're not self indulgent at all in everything you do. And and my daughter loves Agent Carter and all of that. Mm-hmm. But you you're an actor, mm-hmm. and I know this is a, that's really weird. You take on everything. You're this generation's Judy Dench. You, you, whatever you do, you take on and you do it with full aplomb, but without. Hey, look at me! Aren't I great? And that is what I mean about feeling
2: proud of you. Oh, thank you. No, I really mean it. Well, it's 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 it really interests me actually that you said that of not being get a sense that I'm aware that I'm being watched because you know there's a, that brilliant book that John Berger wrote, The Way, Ways of Seeing, and it's more about studying. Um, uh, painting, really, and it's often on the syllabus for a lot of like art degrees, whether that's photography or you know painting or even acting, screenwriting. But there's a thing in it that really struck me, and it said that a lot of the time, uh, female, whether whether it's a female subject in a painting, um, or it's a model or an actor, there is a, there was a trend for a long, long time where he said, you know, men are depicted watching. And women are depicted watching themselves being watched by men. And oh my word, it's that's quite fascinating. Quite a statement, isn't it? Um, and then he showed examples in classical paintings and in sculptures of that, and also scenes of men and women in the same picture, and then also starts to talk about it in film. And I thought, oh, that's, he was also saying something about culturally that we do as women tend to feel aware of ourselves as we present in the world, rather than men kind of get on with what they're doing in a direction of like, oh, I want to go and do that now. I'm going to do that now. It's more active and more sort of, they get to where they're going, whereas women go, how do I look as I'm getting there? That's (laughs) so interesting. Yeah. And And I thought that's so, and part of my sort of maturity as an actor was going, and this is also a great antidote to feeling overwhelmed by public interest, which I've not really had that much of, but when I have had it, I've gone, you know, all the, the you know years when I was in my 20s and more self-indulgent and more sort of concerned and self-conscious as we all are back then. Um, I thought, well, at that time, though, I was aware that I was being watched, but also what was I watching? What was I looking at? What was I consuming? And then that feels much more active and empowering. And how can I now take that into my work? So, so what I, were you watching? Well, I was, I was really... When I was younger, I was really into philosophy and like esoteric work and arts um you know you know going to museums going to um you know spoken word readings I was massively into Kate Tempest still am um and those sort of, you know, w- looking at the world work of the you know, great stage actresses like, you know, you mentioned Judi Dench, Fiona Shaw, Juliet Stevenson, Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton, and going, I don't look like them. You know, they're so distinctively individual themselves, and they have their own kind of handsome beauty, and i was they i felt that they took their craft seriously but not themselves and i and i thought oh that's a me- that's what i want to do and i you lose yourself in the work because it's not for you i'm not here to exercise a demon yes it's for the audience well that's
1: exactly what comes across that's exactly what comes across but also I mean, when i've done um when i did my research and reading about you that uh, the, the, i love what you said about the photoshopped that that really resonated because i do worry a lot i've got two girls um and they're 16 and 22 and so much of what they consume on social media is photoshopped or filtered or whatever 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 and for women it's really 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 tough, mm. and I love what you said when somebody said to you, "Oh, you look great" or something, and you said, "Yeah, the photoshopped me" or whatever. I, I'm probably misquoting you, mm. but because you had your own insecurities, you yeah. and you've been you've talked about that as well, and what people were saying to you, which is disgusting. Mm. But um, but that's another thing that you've 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 held on to that you really have. I feel that you're very real. Again, I'm going back to what I
2: said. Mm. Very real. It, we and also that's sort of such a necessary part of being an actor because like you said people can smell it a mile away if you Mm. are Mm. not real or not authentic the performance becomes manipulative or forced or wooden even um and the the I said well my development of an artist actually means I part of my job is to be as well-rounded an individual as possible and so that I can also keep learning and then I'm also not and I could see it I I could see it from a young age and I would definitely fall into these traps again and again and again or find myself pushed into them and stay in that hole of either you know self like body shaming or um, self-doubt or like overwhelm of rejection or projection of other people onto me all that stuff that we all experience um and Yet at the same time, I would go, I've, I, I, what are we, what is it that I'm in it for and what do I love? And how can therefore that direct my life? And how can that be more sustainable? And how can I decide not to and actively practice not giving my um, body shaming a voice today? And how, so, how old were you when you, when you started, when your brain clicked into that? Were you like that as a teenager? I was, I was like that at drama school. Because okay, I okay. I, the, I remember at one point I they said, you know, pick up a Shakespeare speech and we'll we'll study in it and, and I remember going, Oh, you know, I would like this script this this from the 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 jailer's daughter, I think it was and I remember Patsy Rodenberg said, I'm gonna tell you something now and you need to get over it. You're very beautiful and if you deny that you're you're it's not being honest because you have an impact on people because of the way that you look also don't let that limit limit you there is huge privilege that comes from that but there is also so many trappings that is going to prevent you from actually developing as the actor that you should be so you've got to stop kind of denying it but also stop being that interested in it and i remember going oh no but, oh did she say i'm so attractive oh my god like well and i but i i also knew though that when i would see these amazing actors on stage their beauty was sort of transcendent of the physical because it was it without sounding spirit it, they were lit from within and they had character and they had a humanity that meant that i was leaning forward and i was like that is also going to last longer and so I definitely had my struggles as I worked through all those stages. Um, And then, but I then also going, well, what also, what am I consuming? And if I am spending my time looking at fashion magazines, um, then I'm going to, you know, or on the Daily Mail website, uh, you know, sidebar of shame. If you go into that sort of gossiping tabloid place, it becomes so toxic and And all consuming and really, Mm. and, and also, you know, the, the scariest thing is the apathy that kicks in when that kind of level of consuming content becomes normal and it desensitizes me from my own humanity and also the way that I look at other people particularly other women and there is a kind of a incessant sense of women being pitted against each other and I don't think that we do I I don't my girlfriends I love them when they thrive I thrive and and I want to promote that and so i had to sort of go okay it it really is my responsibility to resensitize myself to that feeling of what i love and how i can move beyond this this toxic normality that has is actually keeping me stagnant creatively you know so it, you know going back to the training of mission impossible there was never a sense of this is how we want you to look yeah. this is what we want you to get your body to achieve all of that was a natural byproduct of what the training was, which was how can she be dynamic? So exciting! How can she? How can she be lots of different things? And how can she be sat next to Tom Cruise, handcuffed in a Fiat 500, and play that all in a two shot because she's entirely connected?
1: And to you it? and you did that, but that yeah. that was for real because you really did that. It's yeah. just it's the most awesome, yellow, <laughs> Fiat 500.
2: <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> car. Trixie we nicknamed oh, it. Oh,
1: just love that.
2: Chris McQuarrie was like, I'm not getting in that car. It was it was the scariest piece of equipment on set for sure. Really? Because it had a mind of its own. It was built with this extraordinary engine. So it just meant that <laughs> it was so sensitive to the turning of a wheel and it would just it would just go around in circles without having to do anything. But that I the amount of fun. because so I, love, I love
1: things like that. I like a zip wire. There's No zip wiring yeah. in this one. <laughs> Maybe in the next one. If next you could put a zip wire. Yeah. Can you just put a zip wiring just so when I come to Z, I go, yes, let's go. i would we'll love to go zip wiring together because that's jungles. something we
2: we'll... I would love to do that. Oh, my
1: God. OK, the best place <gasps> to zip wire over the Zambezi at <gasps> oh, Victoria Falls.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: My husband got stuck because he was so terrified.
2: Because <gasps> you have to do that jump, that initial jump off it. To oh, go, it's like, fantastic. It's, I love it it's exhilarating
1: oh my god I mean me saying zip worry to you when you've hung from trains that actually don't no, no spoilers because I showed my husband a behind the scenes clip yesterday because he hasn't seen the film yet and he's like why did you show me that I mean, because it's everywhere he said, but I don't look everywhere I want to see it myself and, okay so no spoilers on the film uh, but it is brilliant so you're filming
2: the next one now mm. I, I thought you'd finished filming it no i mean when i first came on we thought oh it's probably gonna be about a year both films back to back and it will be when we the next one comes out it'll be five years oh my word it's yeah and so good job i love it (laughs) because it's yeah and also you never get as an actor you never get a job that long unless it's a serial um you know a network show uh and to be with that group of people for that long you're a Hollywood leading lady it's Ah, just so exciting it's so so exciting
0: hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash loss.
1: Years and years and years ago, and I was trying to work out what year, and I think it was for Vanilla Sky, but I can't remember. But I interviewed Tom, and he said then... I love doing all my own stunts. I, what I want to do one day is do stunts that are going to blow everybody's mind. I'm going to do them all. I'm going to do them all. I'm sure they won't let me. <laughs> hey, cut to, what, maybe 20 years later? Look at this. But he's very much, this is his baby. Mm-hmm. And, I, and also he doesn't take himself. I, I Look, I, have my, I don't know. I don't know. You know him very well. He's a friend of yours. But it, I get the feeling he doesn't take himself too seriously, but he takes... The job seriously is that
2: right completely he's it's a it's a it's a real beautiful balance i can see he has with you know he's he's been doing this for so long so he carries his fame with a lightness um and he is a natural extrovert so he gets energy from being around people i'm a i'm a introverted extroverts so i need to refuel by being alone you know and I'm, i get that right I i'm like i need to switch off yeah and also when i if i'm in too many social situations where i'm at a party i i'm i get you? shy moments i get shy moments yeah or if i go i don't know what this is
1: for i don't know what to we do you standing this. around yeah in real yeah. life we talked about this that shy thing where you go oh please
2: can i go now yes yeah and and so i i he 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 doesn't have that. He, he never has that. He never has that. And and I remember actually asking him once, and we're in the, <laughs> I asked him in the Arctic because as you do, as you do, when we were standing on the ocean. Uh, I was like, you know, I, I've sometimes I get nervous or self conscious in big events where there's lots of big personalities in the room, where it's a Hollywood event or it's a BAFTA thing, and I'm very sensitive to atmosphere and people and energy, and I can read it, and so if someone comes in, I can, I can end up feeling what they're feeling and then realizing it's not mine, you know, so you're having to be careful about the creating a boundary, right? So I was asking him, you know, how he does it or asking him, what can I do when I feel self-conscious? And he said, know that when you walk into any room, you're going to be there's a lot of input of stimulus and energy coming at you. And he said the thing to do is to look back at it, so be curious about it. So rather than, again, like letting it consume you, go, why do I feel this way? What am I picking up in the room? Oh, is it that look over there? Or do I feel uncomfortable with this person? Or, oh, there's a person over there I really want to talk to. And so you're getting out of your own head. And he's always like, just engage. So I think that engagement in the outside world and his spatial awareness is what he takes into the dangerous stunts that he does. I've never met someone who is meticulous and so precise in absolutely every aspect of the physical side of what we do. So we spent so. I mean, much everything time he does,
1: or you mean just in in the sort of the stunts and all of those things, or do you mean in life?
2: I, th- I mean, in life, but I think there's, it, you know, he's <laughs> he's sort of he can be. When we're on a set, and he's he's really serious because he's aware how how high the stakes are. So every time we'd get into that Fiat 500, even though we'd spent a day in it, every single time, we would get back in and he would check: is the door closed properly? Uh, is the is the is the wheel locked? Where are the sharp bits, Haley? Check behind because what if you you know hurt your head on that? Oh my word! He's he's pointing at everything. He's looking at the wheels. He's looking around the car. He's looking to see if. From the last time that he was in it, has it changed in some way? Something got caught in it, and that that means that he can perform recklessness without being reckless. And even with this, the the motorbike jump off a cliff, he spent um, God, I think over a year designing that with engineers. So he would created this quarry that he could jump into with the bike, where he was on his he was on a zip wire for that. There you go, yeah. his zip wire, and he'd practice jumping off. jumping off, um, wasn't as high as that, off the motorbike into boxes while he was suspended on the zip wire to see how high, how far he needed to jump to get away from the motorbike so it wouldn't get caught in the canopy of his parachute, (laughs) how fast he'd have to go off the ramp to create enough momentum to do that, also so that he didn't bang into the wall of the, like, to the the bowl of the, the mountain. And they would they would track it so he had all these trackers on him and you'd look at all the data. And so the design of that is just flawless. But of course there's always a danger because it's real, you know, and he's got no helmet. It's not a stump person doing it. I know it. I love that people talk about no, he's not wearing a helmet. Hello! Yeah. What about the rest of his body? Yeah. Like, that's not gonna help. Yeah. And then even the things of when they said we said, you know, this isn't how do we get close-ups? There aren't cameras that are, they need to be lightweight enough and dynamic enough, and also the, the card reader would need to survive the, the crash of the motorbike and be retrieved to get filmed in. You know, get it that film on uh, on screen. And so they invented the technology that could attach to the motorbike. I have a behind the scenes video of it, so I'll, I'll post it when it's when it's appropriate.
1: They inv- they invented technology to be able to do these things. So they didn't just do these things and film it. They invented. The way to do these new stunts. Yes,
2: yes, and that mentality is what he takes That's into everything. Horror.
1: because
2: he's, I think Tom believes that we are we are naturally creators. Whether we're creating a conversation with each other, where we, if we're redesigning our bedroom, whether we're having writing a piece of music, um, where we're in a state of play with. But our, does he
1: ever does he ever take his shoes and socks off and relax? <laughs> Does he ever just sort of sit back in? I don't want to say in his pants, but I, I'm, you know, in a pair of shorts and just go, oh my God, I just want to take away pizza and. Do you oh, know? Yeah. I mean oh, I've seen
2: him polishing off huge amounts of amazing food and we've gone out for dinner and <laughs> the curry, the famous curry. The Everyone two, talks about the curry. Two curries. Two curry crews.
1: <laughs> Love that. Love
2: that. Yeah, and he had his birthday and we had you know, we had cake and had the steak and had- But he does but he does relax. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think you know, he takes his work really seriously and he's very energized by it. But then that's what I mean about the balance is that when you can with him and he's just hanging out. Good. Yeah. I, 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 there, you can tell. I'm like a mother. Yes, So long okay.
1: as he has some time. He's all right. All right. He's, yeah.
2: He takes yes. well, t- good, he's good of the care of himself. Does he
1: know about you being whipped? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have I you told him, to him that you were whipped, whipped recently? Should we explain that? Because people go, think, what? Probably need some context. So, this is you uh, in downtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you went to a Turkish. A banya. A banya, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Explain, please, because you're the second person that's told me about this.
2: Oh, I love it. I love it. So um, part of the training was also the importance of rest and recovery for the body. So they were so
1: important. So, Actually, it's
2: important for all of us. We all need to do it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how, you know, if you're training as an athlete, you have you the, the what you eat, to where how much you sleep, to monitoring the quality of your sleep. All that becomes really important. And um, so I got into... Sort of different fun stuff, and I found this banya around the corner from where I live. And you go in, you wear this felt hat, like Noddy. yeah, and to keep your kind of head from overheating. And you go into a sauna, and you have a hat on to keep you from overheating. Yeah, it's like this felt hat. Okay, that was uh, That's what they told me. And I was like, okay, or okay. maybe they're just. No, I'm going with just, it. I'm- maybe they're laughing at you, and they just <laughs> want to make you feel like, like oh. I'm these- going with it. Are you dressed? Are you You're naked? in a bikini. Bikini. Um, okay. Or if it's if it's the same sex session, then people are invited to comes in their birthday suit okay um and it's often sort of more middle-aged guys um and who sat there with their naughty hats which i think is so adorable and then um you're put on this table in the sauna in the middle of the sauna and you are sort of whipped with these branches i think it's eucalyptus and birches in there as well and it creates great blood circulation gets the heat deep into your muscles and then they pour a bucket of ice water over your head and you go into a pl- ice pool, a plunge pool.
1: Just, I love the sound. It was, I'm sure it was you. I I think you did tell me about this and I ever since I thought, I want to do this and I couldn't remember what it was called.
2: Right. Yeah. So you go in the plunge pool. What happens when you come out of the plunge pool? Do your, you, they whip you again. The inter- <laughs> no, you go and sit in a booth and the thing that I haven't kind of worked out uh, is... The tradition, it's a Russian tradition, and they would go and do that, but they'd spend a whole afternoon there because it was quite a communal experience. So then you'd go and sit in a booth and you'd order beer, you'd order crayfish, what <laughs> cabbage, various fermented vegetables. See, the fermented
1: vegetables I'm fine with. Well, but in a sauna? Yeah, no, I can do, from, I can do pickles
2: anywhere. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, all right. Anywhere. Well, oh, you'll love this then. You'll right. love the menu here. Okay. And you can go, you go and you just hang out or you drink tea and then you go back in and I'll do like a... Four sessions, come out feeling... You feel amazing afterwards. afterwards. It really helps with jet lag, you know, and it's great for the endorphins, great for the blood circulation, and you sleep like a baby. So what it... Now, if you don't want to go to this
1: place or you haven't got a place like this, all you need to do, fill the bath up with hot water. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Put a a towel on your head. Yeah. Yeah. Or piece of felt. (laughs) You you have (laughs) a piece of felt. Tea towel. Do you remember we used to have those at school? Squares of felt that you used to sew on. Did you do
2: that? God, you know, I did. That reminds me. I was at primary school and... There was an art and craft session in the afternoon and um, you could go to the box and pick out scraps of material yes. and make collage and stuff. And I remember the square felts was yes. in there. And I remember getting a piece of material that I found like in one of the drawers and cutting a massive hole in it. So, oh, this is a nice pattern. And then my teacher screaming at me going, that is my shirt! No! And- <laughs> And I, I had to misassembly, I got to tension. But I met, because, and oh, that was right, because I had. It was How like did it, his shirt end up in the box of. Well, that was my thinking. I was like, well, I'm sorry, but... Why miss, is he but, taking his shirt off? You're like, where, in where class? are you changing into? Like, what is, where are you, what are you doing here? But I remember I'd taken green, remember that thick thread? Yes. And <laughs> was weaving this white and gray stripy shirt bit of material with this. I was like, I'm going to sew this onto a bit of sugar paper.
1: You see? You had style in those days. Oh, do you know what, Haley? You are complete joy. You're a, a properly true person. You're real. You're so real and you're so lovely. Thank you so much. Congratulations on Mission Impossible. I've, like I said, I think it is the greatest action film ever. And the other thing I said to my husband was, James who? <laughs> Nobody, I don't think we ever need it again because this... <laughs> This this just surpasses anything. Mm. I've never seen anything like it. Oh, and you just a kick, eh? Mm,
2: thank you. It's so nice to speak with you again.
1: Isn't she fab? I love Haley Atwell, and it was so nice to spend some time with her. And if you haven't seen Mission Impossible yet, then I would highly recommend it. It is so good. Thanks as ever for listening and look out for our bonus episode with Haley, which will be released this Friday. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you listen and I'll be back next week when another fabulous actor will be joining us, David Harewood. Until then, bye for now. Yay! yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code GRATEFULAG23. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.